Hi, how you doing, folks? This is James Kennison, and you are listening to the Gospel of Kennison, my personal audio journal. Episode 85 brought to you the week of January 2nd, 2019. Welcome to the brand new year. It's a year I created just for you. I don't know what that means. Sounded sounded fun to say, though. It's like a special gift that I'm giving you. All right, so it's been a while, so I feel like I owe you an explanation. Basically, I had a surgery, and um, it's uh, it was in a very um, <laughs> sensitive area, and it's still a pain in the butt, literally. If you catch my drift there, my little subtlety, um, but I haven't felt like podcasting uh, at all because of uh, just, you know, pain and stuff. But um, I, I hope you'll forgive me and you'll just let me jump right in to today's topic, which is 10 weird things about me. Uh, number 10 being that I had butt surgery. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so there, now, you know, there's no beating around the bush. No, number 10 is, uh, is actually the simple fact that I hate tomatoes. I don't know if you know that about me, but you should, because it is one of the defining characteristics of my entire life. I don't know why I hate tomatoes so much. Um, I love ketchup. I'm good with salsa. I'm, I'm good with chunky, um, spaghetti sauce, but tomatoes like just sliced and put on something absolutely gross me out. I think it has some deep childhood issue attached to it. You know, typically things like that do. Um, I think I was tricked into eating one when I was a kid and laughed at or something. I don't know. I'm sure there's something traumatic there. I can't stand the sight, the feel I can't even handle them. You know, I'll, I'll ask, uh, Hey, can you get the tomatoes off the sandwich? And they'll say, well, we, we put it on the side. I'm like, I don't even want it on the plate because I don't want tomato guts touching my lettuce tomatoes. I don't know if you know this, but if you're a tomato hater like me, you'll know that they bleed on things. They, they have slime and seeds and you can tell when somebody put that thing on there and then said, oh, he didn't want it on the plate. And then they pull it back off because there's crud. There's tomato guts, as I call them, on whatever it was. And I can always tell. And it just, I have to wipe it off with a napkin. I'm not crazy enough to where I got to send it back. I don't think they're poison or anything like they did back 100, 200 years ago. I'm not, I'm not insane. I just don't like tomatoes. I don't like sliced tomatoes. I, I don't like them so much that I won't even try it. Like I may love tomatoes and yet I hate them so much that I, I never have remembered ever trying one. I have no memory of what they taste like. I have no uh, thought in my head. Like I know I hate peas because I've had peas and peas are gross, but tomatoes are one of the things my mom never made me eat because she knew I hated them. Maybe she knows, maybe she knows what the deep seated angst is about. Maybe she has guilt. Maybe her whole life, there's been some big traumatic thing that she's been keeping from me and she knows about it and she's reminded of it and she's, uh, because of tomatoes, I wonder what it could be. I wonder. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make something up real quick. Cause my mom and, and my dad got divorced when they were, when I was really young. So something had to have happened. Okay. So 
he was out late and she called him because they had cell phones back then. <laughs> and I just realized my story just fell off the, the, ra- the rails there. Um, she calls him and he's at the bar and he's, he's with a lady and I'm there and oh my gosh, I know about it. Um, but I don't know that that's his girlfriend. And she tells him, you need to come home now or we're through. And so he throws me in a, a bag so I can't see anything. And I don't know why I'm allowed in the bar with a bunch, but it's the tomato bag. <laughs> and I'm squished in there with all these tomatoes. And my mom, <laughs> this is terrible. It's <laughs> the worst story ever. But all the way home, I'm crying in this bag of tomatoes. And they're dripping all over me and tomato guts are everywhere. And, and I can't help but have it in my nose and in my eyes and in my mouth, my ears. And this terrible abuse is happening to me. And, um, and, and so my mom comes out and saves me, but she doesn't leave him. And so she feels guilty like she caused it. And even though she does eventually leave him later on in real life, in my story, she, she, she just couldn't do it yet. She wanted to give him one more chance. Maybe if she could get him into church. But from then on, she knew her little son would never like tomatoes. And sure enough, the next time she tried to serve him, he, 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 he couldn't handle it. He didn't even know why. He was so young, he didn't remember. He was a young man of only, only seven years old or four. It's one of those two years. And um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Or maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just that somebody... Um, told me there was tomatoes on a sandwich and I bit into it and, um, and, and, or told me there was nothing there and I bit into it. And then they said, ha ha, you just ate one and didn't know. And so I've decided for the rest of my life that I will never be tricked again. So tomatoes must stay off of everything. I don't know. I don't know. What do you hate? I'd love to hear your hate hated thing that you, you hate so much that you have no reason to hate it. You just hate it. I don't know. Is it just me? Or does everybody have one of those things? I don't know. Let's see. So number nine, my another weird thing about me is my nose itches constantly. This is not something you need, necessarily needed to know, but it's one of the things that is weird. Um, my nose itches constantly. I've I use nose hair trimmers. I I try to. Um, I have boxes of Kleenexes everywhere in my world, like in my truck and on my desk, in the kitchen. Because I will, I will freaking itch it with my fingers. You know, I'll just, I'll go up there on the side, on the outer lobe of, of the nosticle and I'll, I'll rub, I'll rub on the outside. I don't go in or anything, but it just itches and it, and it'll itch to the point that it'll redden up. And, um, I've even gotten like, uh, calluses a little bit on the edge of my nose. My wife thinks it has to do with my CPAP. It might. Um, maybe, maybe there's just, it's rife with bacteria or something. I don't know, but I, I clean the thing and I clean my face and, uh, tissues seem to help with the irritation, but, um, it might be a nervous thing. It might be that I have, uh, low level allergies like all the time. But if you ever meet me in public in real life, um, just have a, have a little sneaky glance at my my uh nostrils and you'll see underneath there that they're uh, they're a little itchy even talking about it right now makes me feel a little itchy um uh, i don't think there's any deep dark secret there so i'll spare you the dark stories 
uh, speaking of dark stories, today my wife was freaking out because we were driving through uh, St. Louis and it was very, very dim out, very overcast, and she can't handle it, man. It, it, it affects her when there's no sun. And she kept talking about how she was getting a little, I mean, she was being funny. So she, she gets to where she whines on purpose and it's entertaining to the rest of us. So she's complaining and whining about the, the weather and how it's like a zombie apocalypse. And I, I finally had to draw the line. I'm like, no, no, the sky would be red or glowing green or something like that. It wouldn't just be a gray overcast day. There's nothing about gray overcast day that look that, that makes you think zombies should be walking around aggressively biting people. And she did back off. She says, okay, but they would be shambling around, you know, just kind of moping around. I'm like, no, no, this is more like a, Daggum, um, it's, it's, it's more like an Eeyore day, you know, like a gray ordinary, Oh, you know, the blah, blah, blah. um, that kind of day. And, uh, I compared them. I'm like, which would you rather be doing driving through, you know, and, and driving down zombies or, or a bunch of Eeyores on the highway. And, uh, neither, neither one of those got the vote. So they decided I was being a little too dark. Um, so that, that seems to be the thing. That, that's what made me think of that story is the dark thing. So, um, a, a thing you might know about me, but it's still weird. And that would be, um, uh, what, what is it? Eight? Yes. Eight. I don't have these numbered. Uh, I love Buzz Lightyear stuff. It's a thing I do. I collect. Uh, my first Buzz Lightyear was purchased in June of 1996. I know this because I got it at Disney World on my um, honeymoon. And I still have him. He's actually right over there. Hi. His wings don't work because Nick Godbout broke them when he was about six years old. And he still claims he didn't do it. But when I gave it to him to play with, they worked. And when I got it back, I would push the button and the wings would not pop out. They're just loose. They won't lock in or out. Um, but I have hundreds of Buzz Lightyear's. And um, some of my favorites uh, include... The original Buzz Lightyear from 1995, or actually 96, um, that's still in the box. Never been taken out. Um, other items include a bobblehead of a Buzz Lightyear that is on like a surfboard that is rocket powered. It's not really movie accurate, but it's really awesome. And then um, several of my favorite Buzz Lightyears are ones that I created myself, including a Nutcracker doll. Um, that I made out of wood and a, uh, a clock that I made that looks like, uh, a big rocket with the, you know, from uh, pizza planet where they're like the aliens are in there. I, I made a, a buzzle at your clock where the pendulum is buzz on the crane hook, you know, the, the little claw, the claw. Uh, anyway, if you want to see it, hit me up on Facebook. I'll show you, but, uh, love buzz light your stuff. I have a buzz tattoo on my right, right arm. Um, you want to see that <laughs> too bad. It's personal. No, um, I, I can put it in the show notes or something. I don't know. I don't think you care, but it's cute and it needs to be recolored. But, um, I don't know. People ask me why Buzz Lightyear and, and the only thing I can say is why, you know, why do you like Hello Kitty or why do you like Star Wars or why do you like anything? I, I can't really explain it, but I just love um, the uniform. I love the way all of the parts are put together. He's a very detailed character. 
and uh, I like I like just the way he looks. I, I'm not a huge Toy Story f- movie fan, which is weird. I know that sounds weird. Maybe this is eight B. Um, I don't you know care for Woody. I here's what I will collect though: Zerg, Little Green Men, Buzz Lightyear, Pizza Planet truck. Boom. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, and if it's got too much of any other character, Ham or Rex or whatever, I will I will bypass it. But if I have to buy the Buzz, if I have to buy the Woody to get the Buzz, I'll buy the freaking Woody. But if Woody is the main character, I, I I'm not anti Woody. They're best friends, obviously. Um, I just don't care. Uh, so I have Buzz Lightyear uh, Hot Wheels. Um, I have uh, figures from Japan. I have a Transformer from Japan that that uh, changes. I have several 12-inch figures. Uh, I have cardboard cutouts, advertisements um, that people have collected from grocery stores and movie theaters. Uh, and I have so much stuff out on display. And then I have stuff in boxes that um, just can't, you can't display things like CDs from cereal boxes, straws, pens, uh, both the writing kind and the stick kind. So, um, I used to, uh, I, I used to document a lot of my, um, Buzz Lightyear collection, uh, on a blog. I don't know where that is, but if I find it, I'll put it in the show notes about that. So, uh, some of that stuff's probably still out there on the web somewhere. Uh, number seven, I don't like attention being drawn to me, believe it or not. I I know I seem outgoing and, uh, I do enjoy attention, um, but not unless it's my idea and my brother, my, my brother, my son's like that. Um, it's like, I'll do anything crazy. Like the other day we were coming out of, uh, seeing, um, was it Bumblebee? on Christmas we're walking out of the theater and uh, my kids dared me to, or one of my children dared me to embarrass the other one. And so I grabbed this sandwich board, you know, a frame little sandwich board and I pick it up, hold it sideways. I stood inside of it and I start tapping my daughter with it. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm a clicker. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mouse pointer. Click, 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 and click. And uh, she was very embarrassed. And my wife and son ran away because they were embarrassed. I don't care that people were looking. I think it's funny. Um, still got enough middle schooler in me, I guess that I don't care. But if somebody, if I was in her position and somebody was doing that to me, I don't know that I would be as <laughs> hip about it. Um, I, 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 yeah. So, and it's, and it's the same way. If I go into a place where like, I'm supposed to speak, I'm, I'm pretty outgoing, but if I go to a place and I'm just a visitor, I don't want, I, I won't talk to anybody. So I don't know that I'm an introvert. I, I know I'm more introverted than I used to be. And I know it's so cool to be an introvert these days. Um, but yeah, back in the day, man, I, I didn't care, but these days, phew. so I don't know if that makes me weird, but still here's something that definitely makes me weird. Number what is six, 10, nine, eight, seven, six. Yeah. Six, I, I hate brushing my teeth. I do it. I want to let you know that I do it. I do it once a week, whether I need it or not. Um, but I don't, I don't like it. I hate, um, I hate the foam. I hate the taste. I hate, uh, the process. Um, I have very good teeth and I'm a good brusher and a flosser. 
And uh, my my dentist tells me that, or my dentist practitioner or dental dental cleaner hygienist lady says I do good. But I uh, hate it. I hate the slop. I hate, you know, in, in movies, they always brush their teeth and they don't use toothpaste. They don't in the movies because there's never foam. They just kind of walk around the house brushing their teeth. I wish that was reality. If I could get away with that, that would be great. But the foam and the spit and the drool and all that, it's just gross to me. If I could brush my teeth and get the same effect without toothpaste, I would do that. But I do believe in toothpaste. I believe it gives you fresher breath. I believe the hype. And I bought two tubes just the other day at Walmart, proving that I am a devoted toothbrusher. Uh, but if I could get away without doing it uh, with toothpaste, I would. I would definitely. I would definitely forego. So number five, I love sleeping, but I hate going to bed. That may not make me weird. There may be many people out there that can relate with that. Uh, I love sleeping. When I'm sleeping, I love it. I don't want to get up. I I want to sleep all the time. Um, especially as a depressed person or, you know, somebody recovering from the darkest of my depression, sleep was like my best friend in the whole world. It's the only time you weren't sad was when you were sleeping, but, uh, hate going to bed, man. Hate it. It is 1230 right now. And I'm recording this because I don't want to go to bed yet. Uh, but tomorrow morning I will not want to get up cause I love sleeping. So I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Why would I not just go upstairs and go to sleep? I, I think I become activated at night and it's, it's been that way for a long time. I get more creative in the evening and I get kind of hyped up. They blame it on, uh, screens these days, but I was like this way before I was, you know, plugged into a screen most of the evening. So I don't know. Is that you? Are you a person that loves sleeping, but hates going to bed? Yeah, maybe so. Tell me, let me know. Email me james at nlcast.com. Uh, number four, I hate, this kind of ties in with the earlier one, but I wanted to mention it separately because it, it's childhood trauma. I I hate having happy birthday sung to me. I know I mentioned earlier that I hate attention. That's I, I don't like attention drawn to me unless it's my idea, but this is definitely a subset of that, but it's, it, it warrants its own thing. I, when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, one of my earliest memories of having a birthday party was in the back backyard of our house. My mom had invited people over. It was one of those birthdays where they invite grownups because you're too little to have your own friends. But you know, some people are there that are your age and some people that aren't. I was dressed as a cowboy. I remember this specifically because I felt cool like a cowboy should. And I had a, a frilled vest and a little brown hat and some matching pants, likely all made by my mother or my grandmother who were both seamstresses. And I was on the picnic table in the backyard, which was red. I remember specifics uh, about the birthday cake and the crowd of people. And then I remember that they started singing and I burst into tears and ran inside the house. <laughs> I was probably four or five. I, it was, it's the same thing my son would do uh, today. He's the same way. Oh goodness. Um, he hates undue attention being drawn to him. I don't like it. Uh, the way that translates today is nobody sings happy birthday to me in, in my birthday world. Um, when it's my birthday in my life, in my, you know, all my friends know. And then, uh, if I ever go out to eat, 
Um, we never tell anybody, which we do, but we never tell anybody that it's my birthday at the restaurant. That way there's not this thing. It actually happened one time though. My brother-in-law and my sister didn't know. They didn't know. And so we're eating and I think it's like a Chili's or something. And they come out and they're ready to sing. And one of them's got a balloon and I'm not a butthead. Okay. I don't go out of my way to be a butt. But when I saw these people coming, my whole countenance changed and I turned into a butthead. <laughs> they tried to hand me the balloon. I wouldn't take it. So take the balloon. So I took the balloon and then I let it go. I know that's so mean. It's so mean. Oh, I hate it. I hate myself, but I did it. I let it go. And they sang the song and I sat there with my eyes closed and I just struggled through it. And my wife knew what was going on. Um, I'm sure my brother-in-law didn't give a crap because his personality is, he just does stuff. And, and, and if it doesn't work out, it's funny to him. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't say that I would do anything different now. I would probably just, probably just say, please don't, you know, thank you so much. I, I appreciate your willingness to sing to me, but I I'd rather you not, I'd probably do something like that or, 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 or or I would, I would be nicer. I would, but, but in the heat of the moment at the moment right there, I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want special ice cream. I didn't want a cake, you know, with a little candle on it placed in front of me. I didn't want a bunch of people singing happy, happy birthday from all of that to you. Cause this was before they decided that you could sing happy birthday for real. <sighs> anyway, uh, you can see, you can hear it's stressing me out the whole idea. So yeah, I hate having happy birthday sung to me. I don't, it, it's just not something that I'm down with. I'm 45 years old and I'm still a four year old inside, I guess. Um, uh, number three, believe it or not, I have very low self-esteem. I don't like myself very much, uh, at all. I have no opinion that is good about me. I, I am not stupid. I realize that I have a, a very successful podcast. I have people that love me. I, I have people that pay me to do artwork for them and you know, things like that. People seem to enjoy the music I create and the art that I do. Um, and, and all of my listeners are amazing and I'm not calling you stupid <laughs> for liking me, but I myself do not like myself. And, uh, I, 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 I think a lot of people are probably like that. Maybe I'm just being honest about it, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with my weight. I'm not happy with my, um, my, I, I'm not very, I'm not as self-disciplined as I want to be. You know, I have, I have higher expectations. My wife says I'm too critical of myself. She says I'm harder on myself than anybody else. Um, and, and she's right, but it's to the point that I, I, I'm so hard on myself that I don't, uh, feel like I can do anything to change it. And I know that sounds like a cop out and maybe it is um, because I'm not happy with anything that I do. Even back when I was working full time as a children's pastor and stuff, I would pick apart my sermons after services. I would always kind of keep a list of all the things I did that, that I should have done better or didn't do at all. And, uh, and now it's even easier to do that because a lot, you know, I don't work full time and, and, um, still in recovery and still 
kind of in, in flux in what I'm doing with my life and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's easy to, to feed that, that monster, that low self-esteem monster. Um, but I don't let it stop me from, from doing things. At least I try not to, uh, I don't know how much of it's depression, you know, like a, like a lingering thing or how much of it is, is just life. Uh, how much of it's just me. Um, I I've seen counselors or a, a counselor about it. Uh, probably need to go back because she had me draw a picture of myself, what I thought of myself. And, um, it was an ugly thing. It was a terrible picture. Uh, very well drawn, <laughs> but the, the, the subject was not very good. Uh, but maybe you're a person that doesn't like themselves. What do you do? How do you get through it? What do you, you know, do I, do you just get over it or do you, do you do things to improve yourself? Do you, uh, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with lack of self-discipline? You know, I'm, I'm open for input, man. Number two, um, this is personal and weird. And I, I've mentioned it on that story show before. Uh, but it, there's a weird story behind it. So I figured I'd mention it. Number two is I wear, I wear, uh, boxers. Um, and, and, and I, it's, for, <laughs> it's not weird that I wear boxers, not briefs, but it's weird. The reason I changed and that's because, and it's kind of a dark thing. I'm sorry, but it happened. And I did a show about it and, and, uh, and I've probably talked about it on GOK before. But uh, years back, we were driving down the road and we were witness to this horrible accident. And long story short, I ended up uh, sitting on the side of the road beside a man who was bleeding profusely, who had been involved in this accident. Um, and they, they, they came and got him. The, the paramedics finally, it seemed to take forever. And I was praying for him and crying over him and, and trying to just, I, I, I pulled a, a stinking headlight out from under his back uh somebody yelled at me don't move him and i'm like i showed him what i pulled out from under his back so he could be more comfortable and they shut up uh but uh anyway when they when they got there they cut off his clothes and i i'm sure john steinclover my co-host over there on uh that story show could could relate because he was in an accident and they said he said they cut off his clothes too <laughs> uh and, and he's, he's in box. I mean, not boxers. He was in briefs and I hate to say this, but it, it left a mark on my head that I'm like, if I ever end up in this situation, I don't want to be looking like that. I don't want to be exposed like that. So I want to wear boxers forever. So if I'm ever in an accident and they cut off my clothes, at least I'll look like I still have shorts on. Um, that was not the only thing I took away from that experience. Trust me, many nightmares and, uh, horrible things as well. But, but I wear boxers for a very strange and stupid reason. So beat that weirdos. If you, if you feel like you're a weirdo, beat that weird thing. Um, and then lastly, uh, it's not the weirdest thing about me, but it is number one. Um, I bite the crap out of my fingernails and always have, I don't remember ever having fingernails. I think as soon as I have teeth, I started biting my fingernails. And I have stopped several times over the years. Um, both times uh, recently have been um, uh, 14 years ago and uh, about 11 years ago. And several times since then, uh, because my wife liked having her back scratched when she was pregnant. So I know exactly when I quit and when I started back up again. 
But um, it's just a nervous habit, and I bite them down low, dude. Make them bleed. It's ridiculous. Um, I think I'm going to stop. I, I, I'll do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to stop biting. There's no reason to. Fingernails are a pain in the butt, though, man. I'm telling you. I've grown them out before, and I'm surprised at how fast they grow. And it's, it's not like dieting where it takes forever to see results. You, you'll be surprised like in three to five days, you got fingernails. Um, but you, if you're not used to having fingernails for your whole life and used to having stubs, um, things like scratching your face become very dangerous because you're used to having to put a certain amount of force in. You end up usually end up pinching your skin, uh, when you don't have fingernails because you're having scratch in a, a different way. Or, or, or you pivot your fingers into where like you're using them like a chisel. So you're getting the, the edges of the, of the, of the ripped up, <laughs> so gross, uh, edges of the fingernail that are still, you know, protruding just a tiny bit above the skin. Um, but when you start growing those nails out and you do that same motion, you can seriously wound yourself and draw blood. So, uh, I'm going to have to be careful, but yeah, I'll stop, stop biting my fingernails. That'll be our GOK for today. As out of all the weird things that I do, number one uh, is going to go away. I do not bite my fingernails anymore. But I know it. I know it's nerves. I know it's from childhood stuff because um, I had hives on my elbows when I was a kid to, and I would scratch them with a hairbrush to the point that they would bleed. And it was all about stress about my stepdad coming home because he would come home and he would always find something that I had done wrong and I'd always get a spanking just about every day. And, uh, it was a very abusive, you know, situation. Um, and, and it, you never knew what it was for. So you could never do the right thing. And it really created kind of, a not, a, I don't care, but a, I am out of control of what I can do. So I'm not going to do anything because why try if I'm going to just work really hard, stress myself out, and then get in trouble anyway. And maybe, maybe I just had a breakthrough. Maybe that's why I feel like I don't have any self-control. Maybe that's why I don't. I don't know. I don't, I'm not one to blame other people, but that was a pretty traumatic period of my life where every day I would, uh, oh, getting chills thinking about it now, just anticipating him coming home and finding some random thing that I had done. Uh, one time, for example, my sister left a rain jacket of mine on my bed that she had borrowed. And I got, uh, whooped for that. I got in big trouble. And, um, the reason why is because in the Marines, it was your responsibility, your stuff. You had to keep track of it. You had to keep going and keep, uh, keep your stuff together. It was your responsibility. Nobody else's. I didn't even know, you know, that she had borrowed it or put it on the bed instead of where it was supposed to go. So how do you, how do you prepare for stuff like that? You, you either try to do everything, which isn't in my personality anyway, you know, try to do everything perfect, or you just fall back on this. Well, anything I try is not going to be good enough. Anything I do is going to be punished. So I might as well just skate through life and just deal with whatever comes my way. At least then I'm not putting out effort and being punished for it. I'm being punished for actually just doing nothing. So that's better than putting out the effort and being punished. Ooh, I got to take that to the counselor. 
see what she does with it. Maybe she'll make me draw a picture of it or something. But anyway, those are 10 weird things about me. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> the darkness, the insight into my messed up childhood. Uh, what's weird about you? What makes you weird? And why are you weird? Um, everybody's weird I, in some way. Everybody's um, a genius in some way. Uh, so what is it? What is it about you that's weird? And, and why are you that way? If you really think about it. I was very open here. You could be that way too. James at NLCast.com. Um, maybe I'll share your stuff on the next uh, GOK. Hey, what would you guys think about if I started a uh, an opener and a closer on this show? Uh, I've never done it before. I always just started talking. But I don't know if that makes me sound less professional. So here's something I worked up. You tell me what you think. Here's would be the opening. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just fake it up for you here real quick. Okay, that was a little loud. I'll, I'll give you that one. So we're gonna we're gonna dim that down a little bit, and I'll try it again. Hi, how you doing? This is GOK, the Gospel of Kennison, brought to you the week of blah blah blah. Okay, and then the outro would be uh, something to the effect of this. We'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. And that was loud too. So. Let me see if I can change that. Burnt, 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 burnt. Yeah. Maybe we don't need an intro and an outro, but if we do, we've got one. So we'll see you guys next week right here on GOK. Okay.